Okay, it's the final day of campaigning, so let's get foreign editor Jeremy Aoyong to weigh in. He's one of the editors spearheading our GE coverage. Let's recap first, Jeremy. What were the main messages from the nine days of campaigning? Well, Olivia, it's been quite a hectic nine days. It really felt longer than that for <laughs> me. Uh, so there were a lot of messages, a lot of themes that were brought up. I think I'm just going to... I'll just try and pick three. I, the first one I would go with, I think, is COVID. Um, we knew before coming into this election that this election campaign that COVID-19 was going to be key and uh, I think we saw it brought up um, two aspects of it. Firstly, um, in terms of policies and what we're going to do to uh, handle the COVID-19 crisis. We saw from the PAP, it's uh, laid out its plans for what, how they're going to deal with the crisis, their policies, their emphasis on jobs. We saw a lot of that from the PAP. Some opposition parties also presented some plans, but I, I, I guess there wasn't a lot of uh, to and fro on this particular aspect of the, of the uh, crisis. Well, we saw a lot more engagement between the uh, opposition and PAP on, as in terms of COVID, was on the politics of it and uh, what sort of politics would be the best way to deal with the crisis after the election. Mm. So we heard from uh, PM Lee the need for a strong mandate. He made the case for a strong mandate to deal with the crisis, not just for uh, unity of purpose at home, but also to, to preserve Singapore's standing in the world. Uh, from the opposition parties, their stand was that checks and balances were more important and that they were pointing to examples of other countries in the world where there were strong opposition presence. Uh, there was strong opposition presence in parliament, and still uh, they did cope with the COVID nineteen crisis reasonably well. So that's the first one. Um, the the second key theme, I did allude to it a little bit, is uh, checks and balances. This has been a per perennial theme for the opposition party, and it really, again, was one of the key focuses uh, this time around across all opposition parties. I think the, if you, uh, for me, I, I think I heard the word blank check, super majority. Um, uh, nearly every day of this past campaign. So, uh, and that seems to be a, a real uh, point that the opposition is trying to hammer home. The uh, WP slogan for this rally, make your vote count, also was focused very heavily on the need for uh, checks and balances in checks and balances in parliament, even uh, during a COVID nineteen pandemic. Mm. The third one, if I were to boil it down, I guess it would come down to values. We saw a lot of disputes in in this uh, campaign, people disagreeing on uh, all kinds of things and. Uh, the 10 million population claim from the SDP, for instance, the PAP called that false. Um, there were disagreements about uh, this Sengkang candidate of the WP. But underpinning all of that, I thought it was a question of values, as in what sort of values do we want from the party or from an MP in parliament? This was something that, that a, a conversation that seemed to start even before nomination day and just carried through. Now, Jeremy, speaking of COVID-19, you know, we know campaigning efforts in this GE have been vastly different from uh, past elections due to restrictions on social interaction. Uh, how do you think the parties fared? I, 
Well, not bad as a whole. I think there really there was a lot of effort and experimentation across the parties to try and put out content online. And we saw them experiment through with a wide range of different formats. There were like live panel discussions where people took questions through the internet. Mm. There were pre-recorded talk shows that were slickly produced. Some were for a, looked like a TED talk or a lecture. Mm. And then there was, you know, some that were just live streaming via Zoom. So there was all kinds of, all kinds of things tried. Uh, like, not bad as a whole, perhaps a little bit uneven between the different parties. That said, I do not know how effective all of it will uh, turn out to be. Mm. Um, and it's going to be difficult to tell. So, uh, so uh, the offline campaigning did still seem to be a quite a large part of this campaign. I mean, there was a lot of emphasis online, but offline still, still seemed to be a significant part of it. Right. In part, I think the problem with the online campaigning is uh, not just the reach for uh, the difficulty reaching those that are not that comfortable online, but also the sheer quantity of stuff that ultimately got put out. There were so many videos, so many e-rallies that were put out there, and it was competing with the uh, daily constituency political broadcast we saw on TV. Um, for voters, it wasn't that easy to try and figure out what you know, what they wanted to watch on any given day and what was the key message for, for any of these. Right. Well, on the subject of, you know, the, the parties using uh, more of, an, uh, of their online platforms, how has it affected how the Straits Times journalists uh, reported their stories? Yes, yeah, so I think the, the key difference really was, comes down to that quantity again. In uh, elections past, any given day, there would be, say, four or five major rallies. And each major rally would have a party leader, a minister helming it. And that gave each day a focal point for each party. For, for, for journalists, you would pay attention to those four or five key events, and that likely would, would give you the key message on any given day. Mm. This time around, there were, there were dozens of videos on any given day. Some are rally, some are pre-recorded videos. And not all of it had, had the party leader in it. Some were just candidates. Mm. So you didn't know all. And, and so the, the themes were not consistent throughout every video that a party would put out. So it's not always that easy. We had to take a step back and gather it all up, reflect on what, what the real message the party was trying to put out, just given the sheer quantity of it. Uh, so I think that, that for, for the media side of it was uh, probably our biggest challenge. Hmm. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Jeremy. It's always a pleasure to have you on. That was foreign editor Jeremy Aoyong, who's part of the GE 2020 team here at The Straits Times.